Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 into 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. And if we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. I figured out, but we have a lot of fun at the same time. But part of the process to get that good is that you need to be grounded in reality. All right. Uh, we call this a Hawthorne Effect podcast because, as Rene Descartes said, a life left unexamined is not worth living. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other jobs to predict successfully the outcome of football games, and monetize our time, make it the highest and best use of our time. We use decision science, return to the mean, probability theory. But in this podcast, it's about self-review, right? We use a little bit of psychotherapy. My wife's been a psychotherapist for 18 years. I've learned a lot. (laughs) You have to feel, you have to feel the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation of making the wrong decision better identify and analyze any situation to get close to the truth. Elon Musk says that to predict outcome, right? The richest man in the world, Elon Musk, to predict outcomes, you have to get to the truth. But again, as middle class, upper middle class people, we do not have the resource Elon Musk has to get to the truth. But what we can do is get to the truth get as close to the truth as possible. It starts with you. It starts with us. You can't live in a fantasy world. You can't believe in the Easter Bunny. You can't believe in Santa Claus. Perception is 50-50. And then, you know, we're lied to uh, constantly. So you cannot be a legend in your own mind. You can't overestimate your ability to do anything. You can't make excuses for negative outcomes. You have to be accountable. You have to expect, accept responsibility. And you have to uh, improve whatever endeavor you're in by 10 to 20% by using the Hawthorne effect, right? And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, usually better to 20%. Uh, us, off the bat, we're in the 50s. But through this effect, the Hawthorne effect, we, you know, we increased 10 to 20%. And in the case of last week, or not last week, but week five, we were 
fourteen and two eighty seven point five percent, and made $11,330. So again, we use business and financial concepts. We use decision science, right? We turn to the mean, I said. Probability theory, highest level, but probability theory is 80%. That's why that 87.5% number is so important to us. Another business concept is, So if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So we have, again, I say that. We have Scott from the Northeast and Chad from the West Coast. Scott and I are old, Chad's young. So we have a lot of regional diversity. Uh, we, this week, this particular week, we went 19 and 11 and two. 61 percent personally i went 22 and 8 73 percent but that's not good either because i'm supposed to be able to this is like the marines we don't leave any shoulder behind soldier behind we pick him up we take him with me and i'm i'm not communicating too well if i'm not getting people to have a similar percentage to myself or higher so First thoughts on a very successful week because remember, 59% you can live in Vegas, 52.5% uh, is break even. So, any week you're break even in any kind of sports betting, you're doing well because you're making money. Most people are at 20%. So, even at 52, 55%, you're doing close to three times better than the average better out there. And there's some professionals who go 22 and 8 every week for 73% in uh, every sport they pick. So that's the ultimate goal. So we go Scott, then Chad. Yeah, I think the Hawthorne effect worked for us last week. I think we, we totally learned from uh, the, what was it, about 10, 10 to a dozen bad picks that we made. Eight bad before. picks. There were things in, there were known that we just didn't act upon. So yeah. to know and not to do is not to know. Right. So I, per, I personally went around 60%. I think I'm pretty sure last week. So 60% is pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're getting, we're getting percent consensus picks. We're getting closer to that 73%. So our late, our late game, our late game slate was phenomenal on Sunday. Right. I think we lost one game. I think in the Washington comeback, I think we lost that one. Right, and really that one we'll go through that. We'll go through that. One. Yeah, we'll go through it. But but it was phenomenal. So um so we had we had a good we had a good week overall. So so I'm very happy. Very, very, very good week. Nobody nobody gave out as many winners in wise, right? Yeah. Wise. Exactly. And we're accessible too. I forgot who I was talking to. Somebody messaged me or whatever. I'm like, hey, we're accessible. Don't have to go through this alone. <laughs> Make sure you don't get taken advantage of by the sports betting industry. First thoughts, Chad. Oh yeah, great, uh, great improvement, man. Great progress. Uh, it was we returned to the mean right back where we've been all year after a tough kind of week last week. Um, and yeah, I uh, think we're gonna keep it rolling. Um, lot, I mean, similar to last week, you know, Scott talked about the mediocrity. I mean, I think we saw it last night in that Monday night game, but um, you know, a lot of it's a, it's a, you know, every year is unique to itself. So, you know, find, finding the stuff that's going on this year and, you know, each team is a new team, you know, each year and each week. And, 
you know, adjusting to that, making your adjustments properly. Right. And, you know, that's what God gave us two years in one mouth. Believe me, I learned so much from Mr. Harrington, the guy that owned the car dealerships. His family still owns uh, pretty much 80% of the car dealerships in Boston all the way up to uh, New Hampshire. He was in New Hampshire. Like, Josh, you have to go to New Hampshire in Vermont. He had a house in Vermont in New Hampshire. And Mr. Harrison said, you know the numbers, you'll know everything. So Chad said to quantify it, right? We need hard numbers, quantification. That's what Elon Musk wants, CEOs want hard numbers, right, to be able to sell things. Tom Getty, great podcast, rich guy, knows Magic Johnson. Said hard numbers is what you do to convince me. So hard numbers are... Uh, Chad said it's a tough week and it's a tough week because we're tough on ourselves we don't have percentages but there is a case to be made for people who constantly are hitting winners at plus 250 like betting dogs and they can go 43% so we hit some plus money dogs uh, so if we're at 50% like we were the week before the Chad caught tough that really is break even right which some people never do which we do in above all the time. So we're at a very, very high level above where you can pay your bills, your electricity, your mortgage payment, your car payment in Vegas at 59%. So 61% is good. 73% is better. 50% in a way is Warren Buffett good because you did not lose money. You can't lose money because you can't divide by zero. That's why parlays and teasers are tough because you're doing a lot of zeros there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of zeros when uh, you parlay and you tease. So, uh, first game, right? Chad uh, was talking about this one, one of the games where Scott and Chad went totally opposite of what I went. I went Tampa Bay on the money line because uh, they were at home on a short week over 45 and a half. Scott and Chad went the other way. Uh, for me, I think maybe it was a bad pick on the side simply because I needed to do more research that uh, Harbaugh in his, I think, 10-year career, 11-year career as the head coach of Baltimore, is undefeated on, on Thursday night. So he, he has the Thursday night formula down pat. Remember, this guy is a formula guy. He's an assistant guy. Uh, he's born into the Harbaugh football mafia family. Then we saw the fights after the Michigan State game. <laughs> You know, all the crazy stuff we're going after that game. And uh, you can only be part of the family and uh, kick up to the, the certain ages. You can't be an assistant coach, pretty much a player for the either Michigan or Baltimore without paying into the mafia family, paying into the connections. If you don't have connections, you can't work for them, right? Almost like a syndicate. So, he has the formula down for Thursday night, and he's never lost. He's never lost a preseason game for whatever reason, and he's never lost a Thursday night game. So using that, I should have picked Baltimore on the money line. 
right? Just from that until it doesn't fail. Uh, Tampa Bay made a game of it. They scored a lot of points. Uh, the over was a good pickup, my friend. What do you guys think about that game? Bad pick or bad luck? So we go through this 20% luck factor uh, in probability theory. When you read the book on probability theory, take a class in college. Probability theory has a 20% luck factor and an 80% skill factor. It's very, very relevant when you're picking uh, sports betting in an NFL game. So I, so I thought the game went when I like I thought it was going to, which is Baltimore was going to play well offensively, and they didn't until basically the second half. Um, you know, Mark Andrews got knocked out. So I thought the way Baltimore prepares in a short week, right, that it was going to be very low scoring, and they were going to run the ball a whole heck of a lot more than they did. Um, in the first half, they did. They ran the ball a lot. It was a quick first half. Second half, Lamar just decided, I'm throwing the ball. I don't care. You call whatever run play you want. I'm I'm huddled, billing out of it, and I'm going to throw the ball without Mark Andrews. So, you know, that that's where the, the, the game varied just a little for me is that I thought there was going to be a whole lot of running. When Gus Edwards got hurt, that signaled to Lamar to throw the ball. So, And in the first half, Vita Vea dominated. Yeah. And so it's bad on my part. I think it's bad luck because had Gus Edwards not get hurt, I think Baltimore was stuck to their game plan, which is running the ball a whole heck of a lot more than they did. So, and Andrews got hurt. hurt. I thought Shaq Barry getting hurt. That was a huge key for Tampa Bay for sure. For sure. So the over under was bad luck on my part, I think. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of kind of with you, Scott. I kind of think it was a little, a little luck. You know, it was like we, we had the under. It was two, three minutes left in the game. Tampa had the ball. They had to drive the whole field and needed a touchdown to make it go over. Um, well, I knew you know, that and, was what happened, right? Because we saw yeah, McDermott. So with McDermott, Andy Reid guys play soft zone at the end of the game. Soft yeah. zone against a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's what you got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brady went, what, 20 for 20, five-yard outs? He just did five-yard outs all the way until the split. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it, it's it's a mixture of bad luck and bad pick. You know, we were right there. That injury kind of affected us. It was really, really low scoring early on. But, yeah, I mean, that's tough, man. Tom Brady for a meaningless touchdown, um, you know, he's he's going to be good for that, you know, to go down the field, especially like, like Josh is saying. They're playing that soft-ass, prevent, I mean, they're just giving them eight yards, eight yards, eight yards, eight yards, eight yards. Oh shit, we're on the four yard line about to score. Yeah. Uh, right. So I mean, it is it is something that you, you mean if you, know, you got to look at with back with back to work. Yeah, when that came out, it was thirty years ago, and the premise was that it's going to take you too long to score. Not with and, these, not with these new NFL players that are fast. And the other thing is, Tampa had a touchdown taken off the board by a penalty. So. Right. They would have won the game had they not committed that penalty. So, right. Yeah. You know that's that's that was the difference in the game, right? there. minute thing, a penalty. Right. You and know. then we knew it was going to be crazy, man. We disagreed. Yep. They could have it could have been flip flop the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Whenever we disagree, it's nuts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the next game was and even me, seventy-two percent. I got to look at which bets that I got right. They were pure luck, right? 
You got to make that analysis. So you're not delusional. You know, like some people end up being getting in trouble. Like Paul Pelosi was delusional and not having adequate security at his house. Uh, you know, having a passage place for prostitutes to get into his house, which was probably what led to him getting hit in the head with a hammer. Uh, it, it was time. He was sneaking over male prostitutes and stuff up there in San Francisco, <laughs> getting hit in the head by him. <laughs> hey, well, yeah. Uh, Saeed Khan has adequate security over there in Jacksonville. Oh, good. And uh, he went over to, he finally was lost long cousin, is the mayor of London, who um, right now is the favorite to be the prime minister of. Uh, I should do on Thursday to a, a election betting podcast because the, the betting market is the biggest, best predictor of elections. But right now, this is probably like a year and a half out. The mayor of London is relevant to this because he's a long lost cousin of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, last year, uh, you know, and I'll put it out there. Uh, I noticed it when I, I, I announced past podcasts that are done and in live streams, people watching, right? Uh, I did a, a Me Too conference, and in the Me Too conference, the, the attorney for the for the people who accused Harvey Weinstein made the, the comment that to be a CEO, you, you don't, you know, it's not good to be nice. You have to be an asshole. So Urban Meyer was an asshole to his team. He threatened people. When they went to London, they had to win this game. Peterson was a little nicer to him. So the refs definitely gave Jacksonville every single advantage, right? <laughs> Late flag, five yards, illegal use of the hand, first down, Jacksonville, all right? They did that a few times. And I thought that um, that, that, that was going to happen, but it was going to be overwhelmed by the pride of the Denver Bronco defense. And I think that's what happened. The Denver Bronco defense, they were crying after the last game. They were saying, we need, you know, get on this nine-hour flight to London to lose. They were threatening people. So the, the people that were threatening people and threatening the Denver offense, threatening the offensive coach, saying, you know, the Tazzy Hackett, you might not get fired, but we're going to beat your ass. We're calling the stupid plays when you get back to the locker room. And uh, I think Hackett heeded the warning. Uh, you know, uh, Wilson made some plays. And Denver went ahead and covered for me. They ended up winning the game. And I got my under 40. Uh, to cover my ass, I did bet the Jacksonville Jags. Uh, money line. For two out of three, I got my win. Uh, what do you guys think about that game? So, I, I will give you two aspects to this. Number one, Trevor Lawrence is an overrated NFL quarterback, uh, first-round draft pick, um, first overall pick, as a matter of fact. I don't think he's good. I, I think he, he cannot read through his progressions. No. I don't think he can get the ball to the guy he's supposed to. He's inaccurate. Yeah, he's inaccurate, number one. And number two, I put out on, a, on my 
Catholic group chats that Doug Peterson is an overrated coach. And everybody was like, no, he's not. I said, what has he won without Frank Reich? Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. He has no Frank Reich this year. He hasn't won anything. Exactly. Now, Frank Reich gets fired. You better believe Frank Reich's going to Jacksonville. First but, time. Yep. But Doug Peterson's an overrated coach in my mind. And Trevor Lawrence is not an NFL quarterback. And until things change, right. I don't know how much I can put faith in, in putting my money toward Jacksonville because of that fact. You're not saying so, a built-in win. Yeah, a, there'll be a built-in win that I have to go with Jacksonville. But this was a game they should have won. And for whatever reason, they didn't. And those and everybody advantage to win. The, the rest, yeah. bending over backwards. Helped you're, playing, you're playing your home away from home. You have the referees in, in your uh, basically in your pocket calling uh, penalties against Denver, and you still can't win the game. Right. Denver so, got called with PIs, like I think. It's yeah, it's a, it's a bad pick because Trevor Lawrence has not played good quarterback all year long. Everybody was on his on his on him the whole preseason. He's done nothing. Yeah. So bad. Pick. With Wandry, who's the better quarterback, Trevor Lawrence or Rex Grossman? I kept going back and forth. What do you think, Chad? Um, yeah, bad pick, man, on Jacksonville Moneyline for me. I should have been on Denver. Plus, getting three points here, I mean, get a field goal. You knew it was going to be a field goal game. You knew it was going to be a close down to the wire game. Yep. Take the points with, you know, the, the more desperate team that's probably got the better defense. Um, you know, I think it was, you know, Jacksonville's a loser-ass team, and uh, – you know, I definitely think just the Broncos the last few weeks, I let a little recency bias get in the way, and I should have took Russell Wilson's high knees on the plane a little more serious. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Next, yeah, so we learn from our mistakes. Uh, oh, good. Dallas, the next game is Dallas and Chicago. I picked Dallas minus nine, under 42 and a half. Dallas second half line because Chicago – is a cheap ass team, right? Now, I looked at the participation chart, right? Three of Dallas's defenders played 100% of the snaps. Eight of Chicago's guys on defense played 100% of the snaps, and two of those guys got traded this week. So I'm betting every single second half line against the Chicago Bears that makes sense. And I cashed in on this week out two out of three. Got that. Plus the Dallas minus nine. The under 42 and a half, that was a bad pick. Uh, I knew that Chicago was on a two-game world trip without any backups because those eight guys, they played 100% of the snaps in New England, right? Not even Belichick is going to beat up his guys that much. So I knew they were going to be a beat-up defense football team. And man, that game was even more over when um, Fields would not tackle the guy after the uh, interception. He jumps over him, and then Parsons takes in the ball. Jason Taylor's tied for a touchdown. What do you guys think about that game? That bad pick. Chicago tied defense in the third, late third, early fourth, and whole fourth quarter. Dallas right. was taking advantage of that. Tony Pollard didn't matter. You know, he could have been five foot two or, or six feet seven. He was running through that Chicago defense like Swiss cheese. So it's a bad pick because you, you kind of figured Dallas was going to go over 
you know, was going to get in the 30s, and that would definitely put the game over. Uh, Dallas's defense is not not to the point where they can shut teams down yet. So, right. bad pick. Oh, that's yeah, I miss, I miss both of these. I, I uh, definitely – the over was – I mean, the total terrible pick, man. It was a low number. It was only like 42. Right. Um, you could even got 41 and a half. Um, that low of a number, yeah, with that beat-up defense, uh, you're in a controlled environment there in, in Dallas. That game is going over right. all the way. Then, yeah. Chica- you broke your own rules, Chad. I know. I think it just with Chicago, I took Chicago plus 10 and a half. And I think I just had a, I had a little recency bias, I think, with how they performed against um, you know, New, England, New England. I thought the defense was has, you know, looked a lot better. It looked really good against Washington on the Thursday night game. It looked really good against the Patriots. Um, I think Matt made the Chicago defense look good. <laughs> yeah. They didn't show up at all. I was completely wrong. So, yeah, it was a ter- terrible pick on both for me. Two bad picks. Right. You got to face the humiliation, the pain. Just like the Greeks say, the more pain you feel, the wiser you are. And that should make me a genius. <laughs> a little peanut, I felt. With all my mistakes I've made. Uh, over 49 Vegas against New Orleans. In my mind, I think this is bad luck pick because who would think that in a professional football game with the modern offenses, where Chad and I were talking about that, everything should score at least 10 points in each game. These are the rule changes with the changes in offense. And New Orleans defense is not that good. They haven't played well all year. Uh, Vegas was a slight favorite in this game against Andy Dalton. What happens, right? So you have to differentiate between what you thought before the game and what actually happened. Not what you hoped happened, what actually happened. And when you can confront yourself on both, how delusional you were before this game. I was delusional thinking that Vegas could score points. And and there's two games that baffled me that I have to look into. I looked into this one, and I have to look into Oklahoma State. Why did Oklahoma State get shut out last week by Kansas State? They have a bunch of Juco guys on it. They got shut out. But why did Vegas get shut out, right? And it's a combination of ineptitude, and incompetence, okay, this, the, the, this game. And uh, Devontae Adams is kind of shell-shocked, right? Uh, he's going to get sued. He's going to lose a lot of money for punching the guy in Kansas City. Uh, and then he got double-teamed and shut out. And then Josh Jacobs, I guess, is hurt. I don't know what – Darren Waller didn't show up. Uh, and two-week road trip, um, I told Dana that under no circumstances, right, we're probably never going back to Florida, but under no circumstances am I going to Sarasota, Florida, where the Raiders stay <laughs> for a two-week period because they had to play Jacksonville next week. So I would say this is bad luck. What do you guys think? I'll let Chad go first. Yeah, you know, I before this game, I actually was looking at this pick. This was one I was kind of contemplating. I'm like – the number was 50, got up. I mean, it was up there kind of high. Um, you know, I, New Orleans defense has, you know, has kind of been bad and given up some points here and there. Um, so 
but man, it's just like the Raiders have just had some stinkers this year where Carr has looked awful. Um, you know, New Orleans is a tough place to play, a team that's definitely trending upwards. So yeah, I mean I'm gonna say it's a bad pick here on um on the getting this one over the fifty. It just it wasn't gonna be a shootout style game any way you drew it up. Um this game was, was gonna gonna be an under type game and I I, I think this was a bad pick. Go go ahead, Scott. Yeah, it's a bad pick. Derek Carr is a bottom five quarterback in the NFL. He he is not a good quarterback. Um, and it showed. It really did show. He he just – I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know whether McDaniel's system doesn't mesh well with him. I don't know what, what the deal is. But I just – I'm shocked at the way he's playing this year. He is just playing really, really bad right now it's almost like he wants John Gruden back as a head coach again that's how bad he's playing and the second thing is no Belichick assistant has ever succeeded outside of New England and it's showing and McDaniels had his second meeting with uh with Davis Mark Davis this week before his press conference Monday he was in his office explaining what happened in New Orleans that's never a good sign so to me, is, there's a you're up there. Will Belichick take him back? Yeah, yeah. The Belichick would take him back because he's coached for Belichick before and he's right. been highly successful as an offensive coordinator. Belichick would take him back in a heartbeat right now because of the Matt Patricia um, debacle. Ex- debacle. Deba- it's complete debacle. So, um, you know, McDaniels, he's got to get his stuff together. He said in the press conference, they haven't played their best football this year. No duh, you're two and five. Well, when is it going to happen, right? We're right. Season, right? It's going to be game eight. Hey, this is the thing with New Orleans. Got a shutout. With that shutout, they've given up the most point, fourth most points in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I just can't understand what's going on in in Las Vegas. You, you signed Devonte Adams. Hunter Renfro has a great year last year. And, ne- and neither one of them has played really well the whole year so far. Right. There's no consistency in their offense. And their defense, we know, is very mediocre at best. So yeah, I think I read you, Leatherwood. I thought that was a red flag. Yep. 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 So make, I don't know what's going on with them, but they, they got to get it together quick. They're out of the playoff race as far as I'm concerned. Derek Carr should be benched. That was my, my thing on Twitter. He should be benched because he's doing the Raiders no favors. So – Right. What do you think, Chad? You know, I already went. Yeah, Chad went first. I'll let Chad go first. Oh, okay. So the next game was Atlanta minus four, over 41. Uh, bad luck, I think. Atlanta had that all the way. It, uh, P.J. Walker lobs it. Hail Mary. So Hail Mary is the definition of bad luck. What do you guys think? Well, I have Carolina, so I'm. Uh, oh, 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 you got it. You, you got it. Barely, barely, but I got it. <laughs> Stupid DJ Moore. Stupid DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cool with losing to a hell mary on some bad luck. Yeah, yeah, that is total bad luck. Scott had who, the under 41, and that game went way over. Who who saw 71 points coming in this game? Who saw it? <laughs> I saw about 50. 
55, maybe. No, uh, see, Chad called it out. Well, there's I, no I way I office, could see right? this going. People huh? are catching up. I mean, we said, Chad and I said it from the beginning, Atlanta's offense has a chance to be very, very legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Kyle Pitts and um, Drake London and Mariota plus one. They're supposed to get Patterson back this week, which will give their running game a boost. So that they'll gives be them four even, options. That gives them four yeah. options. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll be even better now. Hey, They're hey, an I, got, They're, I got I got two minutes, Josh. Let's try to get another game in. All right. Uh Detroit. Maybe thing about Detroit. Detroit, we push bad yeah, luck. We, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was the other one, bad luck. What do you think, Dad? Yeah, man, that offense. We hit another Pittsburgh team total under. That offense is terrible. Yeah, you did get that one. That one saved us because I picked yeah. that one too to make a consensus. But yeah, I mean, you think that. But yeah, I mean, that game went way over. I mean, Philly, I mean, it's just. Pittsburgh wants to play that defensive style, run the ball, wants to quit. Some, you know, some games are successful controlling and playing that game, and sometimes they just they can't stop them. They get blown out, and they're just not capable of. of keeping up and scoring points and, and winning or playing in a game like that and just kind of get so ugly early. So, yeah, I mean, Philly, Philly's a, you know, a good team at home. And yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh is going to be a very inconsistent team all year. Yep. Yeah. I got that one right. The under 43 was bad, but I took your advice on the, on the team total to get profit out of that game. Okay. And last game for Chad before he has to go back to his other businesses is Arizona. Arizona plus four against Minnesota. Uh, I don't know. Bad pick or bad luck? I'm in the middle of it. What do you guys think? You just, Scott was on Minnesota in this one, right? Right. Yeah. Scott got it right. Yeah. Got it wrong. Both sides. Yeah. I, well, we got I, the uh, over. You got the over. You definitely got the over. Yep. If the game goes over, Arizona's going to cover. Arizona had every opportunity to cover. They, they did have a few. Yeah, they just know how to lose, man. They're just finding ways to lose games. Um, you know, Minnesota has been a pretty good football team this year. Right. Um, you know, at, at home, you know, they they are a solid team. And they're, I mean, right now, a better team than the Cardinals. Scott picked so. him from the division. He's looking good now. Yeah. But, all right, guys, I got to hop off. I'll see you. All right, Chad. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah plus, plus Kingsbury and Kyle are having problems, right. big-time problems. They can't get on the same page, so that's, not, that's a problem. Not, they're not even talking to each other. Kingsbury no. is, is telling um, uh, what's-his-face uh, Hopkins, who just got there, tell the plays. He said, okay, tell Kyler where the play is. Yeah. In the play. Calling yep. in the plays to Hopkins, and Hopkins is telling Murray where the play is, so Murray just won't go off on his own. Yeah, Kingsbury. Kingsbury is a uh, lame duck, co- duck coach right now. I think he's right. he's done after this year. Right. So. Uh, so it was that game was thirty four twenty six. Arizona driving late, so Arizona scores. They covered the four points. Yeah, I think Kyle fumbled a snap right. or something, and that that set him back, and that was it. The game was over. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, going down the list, New England. Under 40.5, we got right. Uh, Tennessee on the money line against Houston. Under 40 and a half, we got right. Yep. Seattle, money line. Under 45, we got right. 
And then I think this is bad luck. Indianapolis scoring in the last minute. Total bad luck. Total total bad luck because yeah. you have to – so the owner says to the head coach, we're going with Ellinger. Right. So the coach has, has to go with what the owner says if he wants to keep his job. Ellinger did not, to me, did not look like a quarterback that was ready to start this game. I think their best bet would have been, okay, we're going to have Ellinger – take a lot of first team reps. Matt Ryan is going to start this week if he could, because he has a shoulder, something more than shoulder. Right. And then we'll start Ellinger in week nine or week in New England. Right. But the owner was adamant about it. They fired their offensive coordinator. So he's the scapegoat on this. He's not, he's not, He's not, he's, Frank Reich calls his own place. Yeah, Frank Reich's played. The guy's just offense corner in name only. Right. Um, so, to me, this all had the recipe. And Indianapolis had the lead in the final three minutes of the game. And you Washington to came. Ellinger, even in college, if you saw him with Tom Herman in, in uh, Texas. Texas, he ran the ball. And he ran yep. the ball. Yep. Got first down to the seat. Don't real them, then think they could beat them, right? Yep. And really, to be honest, I really feel that the reason that Washington won this game was because Henneke was in a quarterback. Absolutely. He's, he's a better quarterback. People Wentz was a quarterback. They probably don't win this game and get the drive at the end. Yep. Get higher defense with the, the right. defense. Because, you know, Ryan wasn't there. Ellinger, all he can do is run. When he couldn't run, they didn't make first downs. Defense was on field. They gave up yards at the end to Washington to Henneke. If Wentz is there, I don't think they pull it out. Henneke yep. is there. And I think obviously Henneke is the better quarterback than Wentz, but they want Wentz because they want to lose. And, and I will I will give you another point too. And I'm not excuse this is not an excuse for why right. we missed it. John the tail is hurt. His ankle is bothering him. Right. They'd have been better not to play him until he was 100%. And this kid, Deion Jackson, was the real deal that last game before Taylor came back. That's why Taylor came back, because he was afraid he was going to lose his job to this kid. So I'm not saying that's the excuse. I'm just saying Taylor is hurt. They don't have a running game. They're a one, basically a one-dimensional team. And Elijah can't throw the ball 50 times in the game. Just can't do it. He's not well, that type of quarterback. He's to get three first down with his legs. Yes. Yeah. Run, which, you know, he did. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, just, I just think that the Colts are an under team because they can't – they're not going to score in the 20s and 30s for a lot of these games the rest of the year. They're going to go to New England this weekend, and it's going to be tough because Belichick will will – just shut them down completely. So, well, you got to look at fields, right? Because yeah. Bellinger goes, Bellinger doesn't feel maybe this is the game he wins, but three games this year where Bellinger has played a running quarterback. Yeah. Yep. And that's historically, he doesn't cover against guys like that. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the only way the Colts, Colts can win games this year is Ellinger's going to have to run a lot. And whether Reich 
is comfortable with it or not, he's going to have to do it. Now, I will say Taylor Heineke is a much better quarter than people give him credit for. He even said last year was his rookie year. He wasn't really ready for the speed of the NFL. Now he's ready for it. It shows. It shows. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. So, so do not take him for granted when, you, when you're looking at saying, oh, Washington's playing Dallas. No way. He'll keep them in the game. He will keep them in the game. So, See, Alger ran for six times <laughs> for 15 yards. And you got to think yeah. of when he got sacked. Those are minus yards. So he, he ran for two first downs. Yep. Four fourth down, they win the game. So he only ran for two. Yep. They lost. Uh, so I would say I I would say combination of bad pick, bad luck. Yeah, bad pick, bad luck because it's just the the perfect storm of stuff happened with the Colts and where tail is injured. Ellinger first start in a regular season game, I believe. Right. So he I don't think he's ready for the speed of it. And, you know, he's just, he's raw. He's very raw. Right. And it's going to take him a while to, to get up to speed. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he ever will because he's kind of like uh, Derek Carr in college. Derek Carr, a lot yeah. of people haven't improved. Yeah, that's a good college. comment. That's a good uh, comment. And Elgin was not a good thrower in high school. Yep. He could throw in college. So to, Think he's going to improve in the NFL? I don't know. Right. You know, I think he's in there to run. He can make a couple of throws like anybody can. Yep. But he's yep. not going to be, you know, what Ryan was or Brady or any. No, no way. College no way. Or, you know, I don't think so. I think he can run, though. He can be a running quarterback. But right. that only takes you so far, right? Exactly. It, agreed. 100%. Totally. There's 10 Super Bowls between Pete Carroll and Belichick and Field, you know. Ultimately, you can't get beat right. uh, by a running quarterback. Exactly. Which exactly. Sam Ellinger is. Yep. Right. Uh, game we talked about before the podcast, Buffalo. <sighs> what are your thoughts on that? Uh, now I agree with that. I agree with you when you said pre-show about how McDermott's a read disciple. Right. I agree 100% with that. If they go down and kick a field goal at any point, they'll they'll cover. They cover, right? And it goes to forty-seven, which I forget what this what the over under was, but um, yeah, forty-seven. Yeah, they would have pushed. Um, I, I just think that Buffalo's mo now is same as Philadelphia's: get up on teams and then bleed the clock. Right, and McDermott's right. not going to run it up on anybody. It's going to come off the context. He did run it up in the beginning of the season. That's why. He did. Like, yeah. Over, but now he changed his mind. Exactly. Now, predictively, right? We predicted <clears throat> this. Uh, Josh, you know, it's salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and long-term. women think long-term. Yep. And it's better sometimes, especially when you're our age, Scott, let me know if you agree, it's better to swallow pride than blood. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So Josh Allen wants to put his head down 240 pounds and run people over. He wants to put his shoulder down instead of going out of bounds. He wants to run somebody over instead of sliding. That's what he feels. He says, that's yep. what I am. I don't care what happens to me. That's what I am. Well, we saw him slide. We saw him run out of bounds. Why? Right. Because he's hurt. His shoulder's right. hurt. He wasn't letting it loose because his shoulder's hurt. 
And and the other thing I think is whether people will take this point or not, they're saving a lot of their playbook for the playoffs because they know they're going to make the playoffs. They know they're getting in. They they probably have have a section of their playbook that people have not seen before from them. So they are just saving it. So what they're doing is they're going very vanilla. You know, Devin Singletary, their running back, had a huge first quarter. <clears throat> so I I personally think that you will see the Bills win games by 10 to 12 points, but not go the extra mile to win by 21, unless the team is just totally inept and won't score against them or whatever. But I think they're saving a lot. They're 6-1 now. I think they know they can, they're can they going to get in as a number one seed or a number two seed. So they're just going to save it. You know, Kansas City, they want Kansas City in the playoffs in the worst way because they knocked them out last year and the year before. So they want Kansas City, but they want Kansas City in Buffalo, not in Kansas City. So they're going to save a lot. They're going to beat teams. If the spread is 14, that's a lot. That's too much. Right. You right. probably should go the other way, which is what I will do. If they're favored by it that much, I will go the other way because I another, think that's what they're going to do now. Another aspect of it is it's not a political show, but there's an election next year. Yes. And they're voting on, you know, using taxpayer dollars yep. to give the owner stadium. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh, never would happen in California, right? Yep. Uh, so the, I heard the commercials on Buffalo Radio threatening the fans. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving to Toronto, you loser, if you don't vote for us. And it's your fault. You have a chance. We're giving you a chance right now. Yeah, me, that wouldn't work on me. I was like, oh, I'm voting no that. Leave. Yeah, yeah uh, it's just they're not leaving Buffalo. They could threaten them all they want. They, they're not leaving Buffalo. They're, they're a, they're a trademark in Buffalo. They don't win in Toronto. They're going to be like the Maple Leafs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get in the playoffs, lose in the first round, you're done. See you later. So. <laughs> yeah, so uh, McDermott had to run off the score for that. I think they were telling McDermott to run off the score because that's McDermott never ran up the score. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. They probably told him, hey, we got the election in hand. (laughs) (laughs) We got the vote, Sean. Call him up. We saw the early voting. People mailing in. (laughs) Stadium's going to win 80%. So 20%. The people people who don't like to be threatened. (laughs) Right. Right. Agreed. Thousand percent. So any wins out there that you thought that were luck wins? I don't think so. I think. No, I don't think so either. I, I really don't. I mean, the Carolina one that I picked, that's lucky. That's really lucky. I mean, P.J. Walker threw a 60-yard bomb to D.J. Moore. To, right. In regulation, at the end of regulation, basically Hail Mary. That's that's luck. That's right. total luck. Right. So so I, I scapegoated with that Carolina game. Um. Maybe the Tennessee. No, this made, yeah, maybe the Tennessee. Tennessee could have gotten either way against Houston. Yep, as I as I said at the end of the the show last week, is this this slate of games set up very well for us right. in 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 our philosophies on the, on this podcast. So I, I don't think there was really lucky wins to there to be had. Right. Yeah. I mean, we almost had the Jacksonville one. Denver scored late. Washington scored late. We actually lost two 
right, in the right. last two minutes of the game that we could have won and been even better right, than we right. were. So, right. you know, we we were almost at 73% this week. Almost. Oh, yeah. So that's what we're going to do. And every week's different, but you can't make the same mistake twice, right? Exactly. Exactly. You, know, you don't get 50%. You're at 20% if you don't learn from your mistake. Right. The preview for tomorrow was that uh, last week, seven out of, I guess, you know, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Out of 16 games, seven dogs covered. Yep. Yep. So it's nine and seven. Uh, favorites covering, but that's the way the NFL this year is. The dogs are covering. So might go the other way. That that's the thing. You, you got to look at. I mean, I haven't looked at this this week's spreads and slate. I've looked at a little bit of it, but I haven't looked at a lot of it. And I'm sure that we're gonna pick three or four dogs here, and possibly one or two to win the game outright. Right. I mean, right. you know, the Dallas second half line. Was great, Philadelphia. Chicago down because the, the thing with Chicago too, uh, you know, because one guy said it right. Uh, he literally said this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm on the Chicago Bears, and it's not for the money, right? So yeah, when you get rid of a guy who's giving heart and soul and making plays, exactly. Yeah, you know, all pro making plays on Chicago, and you trade. Yep. Two best defense starters that that just take the air out of the balloon. Absolutely, no question. No you, question. You've given up your body in OTAs. You've given up your body in summer practice. You gave up your body in training camp. You're giving up your body during the regular season, and to get rid of the two best players, that just takes the air out of the balloon. And the thing about it is, the seventh seed in the NFC, their record is four and four. Chicago's three and five. Okay. They're still technically in it, although we all know that they're not they're not going to get in. Right. So when you trade two guys that have played 100% of the snaps on defense, right. and you trade them away, as ownership, you're saying to the players, we're not good enough to get in the playoffs. We should not be three and five. We're rebuilding for next year. I'm not, playing, say, I'm not playing for you to play in the playoffs. Yep. On the route and get your ass beat. Right. I'm but gonna, I'm going to go to France on my jet, right? And then south of France on my jet, and going to have a good time versus freezing my ass off in the booth watching exactly. you guys get your ass beat. Exactly. Playoffs. I'm not paying for that. But rest assured, you know the players are sitting in the locker room saying, "Let's let's go. Let's not play. Let's go. Let's do something." You know. Let's keep ourselves healthy. Exactly. Exactly. So, so the business decision on the field of making a tackle will not occur because they'll say, Oh, I'm not, see you later, go. Exactly. So, I think the as a better, coach. as a better, that's important Huge. to realize when you go and bet a Bears game. Hey, they don't have the two guys that played 100% of the snaps, they trade them away. Ownership saying no, the players are saying, Business decision, we're done. We're not we're not doing it. So keep that in mind. You learn every week. You learn every week about NFL and betting. Right. You have to have a game. You got you gotta say, okay, what is the edge, right? 
Yeah. Right there, we're predicting edge in second half lines now. Second, right. Usually, wait till week six for second half lines. This year kind of came a little early with teams kind of breaking down, defenses breaking down. Yeah. Now it's, it's slapping you in the face. Very clarity. Okay. Chicago has the most money under the salary cap. But no, it didn't stop there. They got rid of right. the two highest and paid the, players. And the last thing I'll say to close it up, to close out my end, yeah. is the in game betting that people do a lot. Chicago will go down 10-0. They'll be they'll be getting 21, 24 points. I still wouldn't touch it. I just wouldn't touch it. Because they're gonna just allow teams to go up and down the field, not tackle them and not do anything. So I resist the temptation. Resist it. You'll see a big number of 24, and that's huge for anybody. And they'll be like, Yeah, I'm taking it. Resist the temptation. That's all I'm gonna say. And and uh, I'll close as well. Uh, teams on two game road trips, right? We saw Chicago give up 49 points on the second end of. Yeah, I'm very interested in what uh, Vegas is going to do in Jacksonville, coming off being shut out and uh, going to Sarasota. Sarasota, Florida, right now is very depressing uh, because it's usually depressing, but now that's where the hurricane went through. So you're seeing yeah. a bunch of busted lines. You're seeing lines on the ground. You're seeing, you know, people who lakes where they, are not homeless. Lakes where there used to be houses. Right. Yeah. In, the, in their hotel rooms, you're going to see people. Half the hotel room is going to be people who are in their houses uh, rebuilt, and they're living yeah. in the hotel being paid by yeah. the insurance company. So it's a bad scene. And where are they practicing? They're, they're practicing maybe at a high school or IMG maybe. Uh, you know, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that they got a college uh, practice field. There's no colleges down there in Sarasota, so they have to go to IMG. IMG is kind of like a high school. Okay. IMG is where um, the famous tennis players play, and they. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, they go there voluntary camp, and then they have the the, basically it's a professional high school team. (laughs) IMG was a prep school. And every kid there is going to a power five school. Right. And they're doing the prep year there. That's where right. they have to be practicing at. Uh, with all those kids there. It's a great facility. A lot of NFL guys go there in between college and NFL to train. NFL. Yep. And yep. IMG Academy. Is that where the Raiders are at? I got to check. Uh, they they are, could they very well be. a lot of money. Because that's yeah. the only place out there. They might be at a rundown high school down there. With 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 a with a telephone pole in the middle of the field, they have to jump. I don't know. I'm gonna check on that, but it's gonna be interesting to see because then they go play Jacksonville in the second half. Hot uh, man, the Raiders are at disadvantage. I'm looking at Jacksonville second half line. Just at a principle, it's you know 85 degrees. You're hot. You're miserable. You haven't been home for weeks now. And, you know, practicing in an impressive high school. Yeah, well, the Raiders are practicing and probably they practice in the morning. So it's probably right now in Vegas, it's like in the 60s. So, well, Vegas doesn't have any humidity. Exactly. That too. There's no humidity there. It's 60, probably in the 60s. So they're practicing in comfortable climate. And you're going to Jacksonville, it's going to be probably 85 and 90% humidity. 
and that's a no go. And the way the Raiders are playing right now, right? right. You think Trevor Lawrence gonna look like an all star? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence gonna look like an all star. That's that's the sad part. It really is. Right. right. Insanity. So you don't have to pay extra sports any money, thousand dollars a month. Uh, you know, it's not philanthropy or religion. When you give one, you get ten back. I remember my restaurant used to give up free samples. Costco, look at Costco. They give up free hot dog, free gas, right? They give it because in business, give one to get them back. That's what we do here. We get a lot of great feedback from fans. We're accessible. Accessible. Are you guys, let me ask you, are you guys accessible? Yes, we're very accessible. We're, we're just regular people out there. Yeah. But we have uh, extraordinary uh, results. Mm-hmm. 61% last week. The week before last, uh, we were 14 and 2 on sides. It's unbelievable. It's pretty good. So we want to repeat that a few times going in, yeah. right? Final nine weeks of the season, things are going fast. But it's like Winston Churchill said you make a living from your labor, but you make a life for what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESUC Podcast Network.